Oh, oh, the trampoline story. Yeah, there's there's a lot of trampoline stories. <laughs> Get ready to mumble on the mic. Jay, start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered, behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are doing it. I'm Travis Sherry. And I'm Jason Moore, and we're the co-founders of Location Indie a beautiful community of digital nomads, travelers, and location-independent entrepreneurs. Welcome to the podcast. And we started the timer because we also both really love to jabber on and on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> so this is our way of holding ourselves accountable, Jay, to only staying under 30 minutes or at 30 minutes. Yeah, I feel like, uh, well, time is a ticking, but I feel like you know, I'm lucky to have you on the mic because I wasn't sure if after your night last night, you'd be out parkouring today because you were jumping on some crazy stuff last night, right? You want to talk a little bit about that? I had the awesome opportunity. My my hands are bandaged. I have band-aids and neosporin on both of my palms. I had the awesome opportunity to go to Steve Cam of nerdfitness.com, a friend of both of ours, to his book launch. So he just wrote a book published by traditional publisher. I can't remember the name of the publisher, but it's actually in bookstores, which is cool nowadays because everyone's making digital products and that's great. Uh, went to his book launch in New York City in Brooklyn and it was held at a place called the Brooklyn Zoo, which was funny because when I saw that, I got really excited. Like, oh, we're going to go to a zoo, even though it's in the middle of January in Brooklyn. And then it said, no, this isn't a zoo. This is actually like a, a, a two-story parkour American Ninja Warrior type gym, which obviously right in line with what he teaches at Nerd Fitness. And it was awesome. It was, I mean, it was cool to see Steve. It was cool to go out and support him. But then we had three hours to run around and do any of these crazy obstacles, I tried to get up the warp wall. Jay, I actually did get up the warp wall. If anyone's a fan of American Ninja Warrior, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. They have this this wall that you have to like run up and try to get to the top. I got up to the top of the one. I thought it was the the real one. So I was like, whoa, that wasn't like as hard. It took me like three or four You're tries. You're like, I could, I could become a champion of this show. Right. I was like, why? These guys are super athletic. Why is it so hard? And then he pointed and up at the roof, like the wall kept going up, like it looked like the end, but then it kind of went up to the roof and there was a little um, wooden bar at the top. And he was like, no, that's that's like the 18 feet or whatever <laughs> that they actually get to. You got to like 14 feet, which doesn't sound like a big difference. It is a huge, huge difference. So I cannot be an American Ninja Warrior in my current state, unfortunately. Yeah, it sounded... Uh like I, that's something I'd love to do right now. You said there was a big foam pit and you could just jump off like crazy things 15, 20 feet high into these foam pits. That sounds like so much fun. The last time I did something like that was, uh, have you ever been to one of those trampoline parks? I've never been to a trampoline park because I, growing up, I had a trampoline in my backyard after um, breaking down my parents for years. Oh, I wanted, <laughs> oh the I trampoline story. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of trampoline stories, but yeah, I finally got one for Christmas when I think I was like 14 after yeah. asking for six years. So persistence pays off, folks, in business, in life, in badgering your parents, badgering your spouse, whatever it is, persistence pays off usually. 
and uh, I got a trampoline. And so I haven't ever gone to a trampoline park because I had had one growing up, and I kind of thought, eh, what's the point? But this place was incredible. Like you said, they have this foam pit. It's weird, Jay. It's these big blocks of foam. It's about four feet deep, and you just jump off anything into them, and it, it's kind of scary at first. You're like, I'm not going to jump off 20 feet into foam. Like into a pool, I might do it. It's way softer than jumping into a pool. It's kind of hard to get out, though. You you get stuck in these big blocks. It was an awesome experience. <laughs> Sounds like a great night. Steve uh, over at Nerd Fitness, he has a good body weight workout over there for all of you location-independent travelers. When you're out on the road, that's uh, one of the workouts I've done quite a few times. I think if you just search body weight workout on nerdfitness.com, uh, you can find a good little routine. And uh, and then you can switch it up. You know, you can make it a little more complicated if you want if, uh, as you build your strength and stuff like that. But man, I've been rocking the body weight workouts a couple times in the last week. I'm over in Norway as we record and you're in Philly. I mean, I, I feel like we should kind of talk about where we are because we haven't recorded one of these podcasts in a while. And you might be hearing this. I don't know how these are going to be released or in what, in, in what order or what time. But um, we were working together for a while in Philly. I was making the rounds. We were kind of like digital nomading around Philly. And now I am over in Norway. So, um, well, that's where so we are. as we say, the location-independent lifestyle, I think, gets... Uh, when people hear that, they might think, or, or they might hear digital nomad, they think that means that you're constantly traveling and you, you, know, you have to be nomadic and you can't have a home. And we try to make sure that people kind of dispel that myth right away. It just means that you can work from wherever you want. So you in your home in Norway, me in my home here outside of Philly, you know, we're location independent because we could be doing it. I could fly over to Norway tomorrow and record with you in person. Who knows? Maybe I will. <laughs> um, but but you know, it doesn't. It's not that you have to be traveling to do it. It just means that you have the freedom to do it, and that your business is, for the most part, location independent. Meaning you don't have to go into an office or you can work remotely. So just a myth that you know comes up a lot, and we'll probably say a lot on this podcast. But dispelling that myth is important. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I, most people uh, that are in this community are doing it because they love to travel. And so you're going to take advantage of that as much as possible. But then you need a break from the road sometimes too. Or, you know, you just want to set up shop somewhere for a little while because you're burned out. Um, I don't, I can tell you if I wasn't location independent, I don't, I wouldn't be married to a Norwegian girl because we never would have had the chance to date. Uh, you know, if you're listening to this for the first time, I'm not Norwegian. I don't have that. Those kind of uh, I, I, English is my first language, even though it might not sound like it. Uh, <laughs> Let's get ready to mumble. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I uh, would have had a chance to to even you know marry her specifically and be over here because you know you got to earn a living. You got to earn a living. Hey, some of the cool things I think that I pulled out of last night. I want to go back to my last night, if that's okay. I Please mean, we do. don't really have an agenda for the show, but it was really cool because. I cannot make decisions at all. I, I've struggled with making decisions. And so all yesterday, I wanted to go up to Brooklyn. It was going to be about you know two and a half hours on the train or you know two and a half hours driving from Philly. And I kept thinking, I'm going to go up to Steve's thing. I'm going to go up to Steve's thing. And a few of our other friends, Benny Lewis from Fluent in Three Months, Nomadic Matt, we're going to be up at the book signing as well. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. But you know, you get to... When it actually is time to get in the car and go, and this can take a lot of different forms. When it's time to do something, when it's time to actually make the effort, get off your couch, whatever it is, you know, you, you're kind of like, well, it's kind of nice. Maybe I don't want to do this. And so you can understand this, Jay, and anyone who knows me will understand this very well. I flip-flop between going and not going 
for maybe two and a half hours. <laughs> so from about one to three thirty, I couldn't decide, and I kept pushing it off. I kept doing things that would make it too late for me to go. Like looking yeah, for, reasons, I do that all the time. Yeah, looking for reasons not to go, even though I I, I kind of wanted to, but I didn't want to put the effort out of the drive. And I know it's only a drive, but you know, driving two and a half hours, going this thing, driving home. Didn't sound that fun. I could have just sat at home and watched Netflix or just chilled out. It was to the point where I packed my bag, unpacked my bag, opened my computer, started trying to do more work. It didn't do that. Drove my wife, Heather, crazy saying, I'm going to do this. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. And I actually had to text one of our mutual friends, Matt, and I just said, dude, should I go to this thing in Brooklyn or not? I don't know why I texted him, uh, probably because you were sleeping over there in Norway. And he was just like, I don't know. Do you want to go? Yeah, kind of. He's like, just go. So, and I got in the car and went and had a great time. And uh, the moral of the story is sometimes it does take some effort. Like, try to beat apathy, I guess, if you can. Try to beat apathy. (laughs) Dude, I I mean, I was talking to you on Skype yesterday and you're like, should I go? And I was like, yeah, go. I had no idea there was so much turmoil over at the sherry house it was like it was there's all this inner turmoil and i knew anything i did was going to be fine that's what's weird usually you're not deciding between like a good decision and a bad decision it's like probably two decent decisions yeah um so i did end up going and it was well well <laughs> it's, worth a, it. it's a win-win it is and then so, you got to jump on like into foam pits and like run up walls only to 14 feet though but uh, like, still got to yeah. run up walls. I wanted to touch on something because it's. I think this is funny, and I think it's going to ring true for you as well. When you're at home and you're debating something like this, for some reason, two and a half hours in like familiar territory where you know the traffic you're going to be fighting, you kind of know what you're in for a little bit, you have all of your preconceived notions is a lot different than like jumping even on a 10-hour bus ride in a foreign country where you don't know. I feel like I'm so so much more willing to like jump on like a a long bus ride in some foreign country and go on some crazy long trip just for the adventure of it, just for the experience and not even think twice about it and just like go in the last minute. Yet like driving two and a half hours, you're like, I got to sit in traffic. You know, it's like something about being at home. 95, like 95 (laughs) sucks. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I don't know if there's a way to, this is one of those things I always like when you come back from traveling, you're like, man, is there a way to like infuse that sense of adventure with like everyday sort of trips like that? And sometimes you can like, particularly I think a road trip, I, I can like set that trigger on behind the wheel. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to stop and get a coffee. Like, um, and, you know, and I'm going to thing. I was excited to like get, I like driving cause I don't get to do it cause I don't have any commute, you but know, it's just getting so, that first step. Yeah. It was cold outside. I had to get, yeah. put my jacket on. Yeah. Like, oh my God. You got to get your excuses. jacket on and everything. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, it's going to be a cold car. And then I get in the car. As soon as I get in the car, I'm like super excited to go. And it's funny because one of the reasons I did end up deciding to go as I look back on it was because New York City, when I go to New York City, it, it makes me feel like I kind of wanted to feel alive. Like I was feeling a little like, Stagnant. okay, I'm not feeling that energy today or yeah. the day before. And I knew that New York, because it was different from my home here, I mean, I could go walk downtown. I could drive into Philly, like a much closer city. But I knew going to New York, even just driving through there would kind of make me feel energized again. And I think that speaks to what you're saying. When you go somewhere else, when you change your surroundings, like you're much more apt to kind of just do things. And I knew going to New York would kind of spur me on. And then I went to a friend's house after the party, which I wasn't planning on doing, and had a good conversation there. So I, I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't gone to New York. I probably, you know, 
like if I was going to Philly, I probably wouldn't want to had gone to a friend's house afterwards because I would be like, I'll just come some other time. But because I was up there, I'm like, yeah, I'll go over to your house at 11 uh, p.m. and stay till 1 a.m. and have to drive home because it was like New York. Right. It was cool. I was driving through Manhattan. It was awesome. You you know, the travel rush. Yeah. So you can have the travel rush even just around your own area. It's just it's it's harder. You have to kind of seek it out a little bit. You know, we, we talked in some previous episodes, uh, and if you've listened to the show before, you you might have heard it, where we were just kind of settling back in to where we were going to be for at least a, a little while or, or maybe a good while. Uh, maybe the travel, the, the transition to how we travel now is going to be more... Um, I know for me, you know, it was like full-time travel for like years and years and years. And then I stopped for a little bit. Then it was intermittent. Then it was like kind of like roaming and like staying stationary. Different place. Now I'm going to be stationary in Norway for a long time, but I'm still getting just settled here because I've been here for just a few weeks. You've been in Philly now for a month and a half now, and I'm already feeling like I'm more settled here. So, I mean, I just want to check in and see how that's sitting with you. It's it's good and bad. I, I definitely feel settled. I feel comfortable. I like it. I like having my own space. I like our house, but I'm starting to feel restless. Yeah, because um, you you've been I, uh, like in the last just so everybody is listening knows in the last 24 hours, Travis has probably told me no less than six foreign destinations he's going to book a trip to in the next and leave in the next month, probably. Right. So like <laughs> come February, we're either going to go down to the Caribbean and sail with our friend Bo. We're going to come to Norway to visit you and see the Northern Lights. We're going to go to Chiang Mai, Thailand, because Chiang Mai is awesome, cheap, warm, <laughs> and has great food. We had been debating going to Petra in Jordan. We had talked about going to Machu Picchu until we realized the Inca Trail was closed in February, which good thing we didn't book our tickets and did uh, two seconds of research for that. I can tell that I'm getting the bug again because I'm ready to get up and go. And um, I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I feel pretty comfortable being settled here. But to me, it's it's the cold that I want to get away from. And that's funny because one of the destinations might be Norway. But we're, we're ready. Like when I say we, Heather and I both feel this way. I think we just want to do something new. Like we're ready to get energized again from travel because we have spent um, the la- like three of the last four months... <laughs> back at our own home. And that is like a world record at this point for us. So ready to get out and go um, a little bit. And I think that then I'll be happy to come back in March because we are planning on coming back in March for a few different activities. So I think that'll be good. That's cool. Yeah. The trip up to New York is like a a good little sort of like tidy you over a little bit for another little while. But you're actually heading up to Toronto, I know, next know, weekend. What's up with going to colder places? Right oh, now? man. Well, you know what? You just got to... I know you're going to have to get your jacket on and like do the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> but um, that was funny. We were talking before we started recording because uh, some of the guys you mentioned that you saw last night, and, and I know you're going up to... um do this sort of mastermind thing. And if you don't know what that is, it's essentially, uh, you know, like a small group where you can kind of use your collective brains to, I guess, advance or level up your business ideas or get some clarity, maybe around some things, get some new perspectives and everybody's kind of working together. And, uh, it's a really powerful thing. I'm in a mastermind group that meets, you know, every couple of weeks This is the special kind of one you're going to. It's like a sort of an intensive weekend thing, I'm but we special, you're special. But I, I mean, I wish I was going with you, but we were talking about, you know, like everybody bringing each other 
up and that concept it's really interesting like you don't i don't think you think about it when it's happening in sort of in the beginning when you start like any new career any new sort of path if you're like switching gears and doing something different it's just this idea that you can meet other people doing the same thing like at the same sort of time and it's it is like a special time right like because like some of the guys you mentioned like we've seen around through wds and like chris gillibo's community and now like it's been several years have passed and we've all kind of like done these different things and like i don't know you don't want to like compare like put everybody at different levels or whatever i mean everybody's business is in different places and everything but it's just this idea that like you can have colleagues even though you are nomadic or you're a digital nomad, if you're traveling around, you don't go to an office, you can still like have colleagues and kind of like bring each other up. That was one of my biggest takeaways from 2015 was um, the fact that I had formed better, much better relationships with a few close people who were uh, kind of operating in the digital nomad location independent space, uh, you being one of them, our other friend Matt being another. And then I had formed much closer connections with people who I'm not at, like aren't in this like inner inner circle but people like uh benny from fluent in three months and nomadic matt and steve uh from nerd fitness like th- this group of people that exist that are all doing it and i in 2015 i really was able to to kind of solidify those relationships and some of that comes from putting the effort out to go to events like steve was blown away by the fact that i came from philly i mean to me it's not that big of a deal you know but it was he was really happy that i came up from philly and i was really happy to come see him but it was cool because i went up to new york for this thing last night i could have easily not gone up hung out with steve some we've hung out in a few cities around the world you know hung out with benny hung out with matt so it's like you, you do have to kind of make an effort i guess is what i'm getting at with that it it, it will happen by going to conferences and things like that. But you want to keep nurturing those relationships because you do see everyone helping each other rise to the top. You know, it's not any coincidence that Steve, Matt, and Benny, Benny has one of the biggest language learning blogs in the world. Matt has one of the biggest travel blogs in the world. Steve has one of the big biggest fitness blogs in the world. Well, they all kind of started at the same time. They all became friends. They all shared what was working, what wasn't working. You know, they even just staying in contact and seeing what the other person is, it pushes you to higher heights. Like it's not a coincidence that those three know each other, know each other well, and then all rose to the top at their like respective niches and stuff like that. It it didn't happen by accident. And it's it's pretty cool because no matter what you're doing, you know, even if you are kind of like off on your own, like you're a solopreneur, right? You're running your own business. That doesn't mean that there aren't other solopreneurs that you can connect with. And that's what I've seen help me more than anything else in the last year is is connecting with people and and really becoming friends and just using it as motivation and fuel to help me out. And then and of course, like picking people's brains and getting like practical advice as well. Yeah, you see this all the time. I mean, just everywhere, even like the celebrity world, you like a guy like Seth Rogen and he's boys with James Franco and then they're friends with Judd Apatow and then they make all these movies together. It seems like, oh, they all just know each other. And like, meanwhile, they're like creating these awesome careers. They're getting to do what they love. They're writing films, getting to exercise their creativity and if anybody doesn't know, they all met on uh, the set of Freaks and Geeks, which was like a show that happened like many years ago. They all happened to work on. But like you said, I mean, they kept those relationships. They kept uh, kind of like keeping each other in the loop. Probably, I would imagine, I haven't, I haven't talked to Seth Rogen lately. We haven't been texting lately. But well, um, last couple of weeks, he's gone MIA from your text Seth, come on the show sometime, man. 
Seriously, no. Yeah, it just I'm, I'm sure they're incommunicado, you know, as they're making their way through. I mean, it's just like a different industry. But I mean, no matter what industry you're in, whether it's like, you know, running like online businesses uh, or e-commerce stores on like a specific type of businesses within online business, I think like you hit on it, it's just about like getting together in person and like fostering those relationships and then like being really open and helping each other out, you know, not being afraid to like share information, like help each other. Yeah, you hit. I mean, that's a great example. I just read an article. I watched The Big Short the other day, which was an awesome movie. And um, the director of that, which I didn't know, was friends with all these Chicago comedians, people who came up in the Chicago comedy scene. And this is not something I know very well. I just read one article about. But Will Ferrell was one of them. You know, there was like a there was like a laundry list of people who you're like, I didn't know all these people knew each other, right? And they're all like, you know, they done the Chicago comedy scene and and this guy has them in their movies all the time, you know, and you're like, okay, well, that makes sense because of course you want to work with your friends and people you know. Right. <laughs> and why, yeah, like why wouldn't you? You feel more comfortable. You usually then are better because you're working with people you know. So like you feel more, you feel more comfortable so you can perform at your best. And it was, it was just this, I, I didn't think of it that way until you just brought it up. And I, it happens, as you mentioned, in every industry. And so I think, you know, for people listening, it it does come down to trying to make these connections and not networking in a networky type of way, but even like driving to someone's book signing and hanging out. And I met people there that I didn't know before that I'm going to stay in contact with. You know, just putting yourself out there is really, really important and not seeing people really as competition, but seeing, you know, there is enough of the pie for everyone in almost every industry. Like I can't think of any industry where if you succeed and you're friends with someone else who's doing the same thing, like they have to fail. Usually it's like you succeed, they succeed a little more, you reach their level, they reach your level and you just keep, it's like walking up a ladder. Yeah. I mean, or even like, I think it's a good idea to even toss out like all, all the levels, the expectations. Like when you go to these types of events, any event you go to, I think it's just, you kind of go in with like this, attitude of like, hey, I just want to like meet people and have a good time and like really make some good connections. And it doesn't have to be like the people that you like perceive as like, oh, if I don't meet them, it's a total failure. Like you never know who you're going to meet. You never know where anybody is like what, you know, it's just I think it's important to have those human connections and like as soon as i started going to events as i mean travis and i met at an event like as soon as i started going to events is when the stars aligned and the we stars, met at an event this, uh, yeah i mean we've told this story before but it is cool to have like to see that in action but when it's happening in real time it's hard so i think if you're listening and like if you're at all ever in a transitional period know that you can like kind of hop in the next group whatever that is and kind of like meet your peeps and then you can bring each other up in like the way that you do you know it's this is one of the most important lessons we could talk about it every single show uh, you know there's so much i could spin off of this not comparing yourself to self to others who are who are ahead of you because that's something we all fall prey to of like well wait why isn't my site as big or why am i not making as much money or why don't people follow me on twitter they follow this person it's like well they they've probably been doing it longer than you or they're doing something different that isn't like in your wheelhouse you know comparing yourself is is obviously not a good thing usually unless you use it for a certain way. So we could spin off a ton of different ways. But I do think the the big part of it is is being around people. You know, you we always hear those uh quotes like, you know, that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that means, you know, something that a lot of people don't think about it doesn't just mean getting one person in that you want and then it, it then means like 
if one person comes into that five, someone else has to get removed. And I'm not trying to be like, drop your friend, your old friends, anything like that. But I think that we always ever see like bringing someone in, but not dropping someone who might be detrimental, even if they're not trying to be to your success. You know, maybe, and, and they're probably not a person who's like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. I mean, if they are, then weed them out very quickly. But sometimes it's just people that you grew up with or people that you know or they're in your circle that just aren't helping out or, or, or you know, maybe they're a little more critical or for whatever reason. So, yeah, that, um, that can happen. Like, and again, this all happens in real time. So it can be tricky, especially if you have, you know, you have lifelong friends and then people change. I mean, you might have been boys or girls or whatever you would call your friends with somebody that you've known since you could call them friends yeah you're good friends <laughs> or yeah. boys and girls yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's my boy yeah, that's my, my boy girl. that's my girl yeah that's the philly coming <laughs> out that is Jay. the philly but uh you know then you're 30 years old 35 years old whatever i mean people change different things I are going on change. it's not it like you said it's not about dropping your old friends or not it's just uh important to think about what types of things I think you want to be around. I, I don't know. Is this, I don't even know how Steve we used, ended up well, on this Steve used a really cool quote last night that pertains to a lot of things and he was using it to pertain to going and doing some of these obstacles. Because to be fair, like I was pretty scared with these obstacles. You know, I was like, oh man, I'm 33 now. I just had a birthday. My, you know, what if I break my ankle? Like I don't feel as athletic as I used to. You don't run up a slab wall every weekend? (laughs) Exactly. But you know, so he was like, he said, you can be scared like, well, S-H-I-T lists, right? I don't know if we can curse this podcast. You can be scared beforehand. You can be scared after, but have 20 seconds of courage. And he was using it to say, like, go bounce on that trampoline if you're afraid of it. You know, go jump in that foam pit. Go try that warped wall. What was awesome was there were 60 people there, all varying degrees of athletic ability and fitness. You know, I wasn't like I fell on either end of the spectrum being the most fit or the least fit. And everyone was trying stuff because once you started trying, you realize like this isn't scary, really. You know, maybe I can't do it the first time. There were these monkey bars that tilted like you got halfway and then like they were tilted up and then you got halfway and then they tilted down. And I tried it the first time and I couldn't get it. I'm like, oh, I'm just too weak. And I'm like, dude, stop being a pansy. Like, go try it again. You're not too weak. Like, what? And if you don't get it, you don't get it. I went again and I got the motion down, you know, swinging back and forth. And then I got it. I'm like, that was awesome. If I would have left here, not done it, not tried it again because I failed the first time, I would have felt like a total schmuck. And so this 20 seconds of courage can also go when you're trying to meet someone, when you're at these networking events, you know, like just go do it. And you're going to be afraid to do it. Have you heard about the three second rule from that book, The Game? It's like you're supposed to... You're supposed to like walk up to somebody you want to meet within the first. That's like a dating type of right. strategy, what, I guess. But like, what is you're it supposed within to, the first three seconds? Yeah, within, you have to say something. Yeah, within the first three seconds, if you like make eye contact with somebody or something, you have to walk up to them and meet them right away. Otherwise, you lose the moment and then you start overthinking it or whatever. That's the three second rule. I don't. I so don't we got know. we got twenty second rule, guys. We got a three second <laughs> yeah. rule. Whatever it is, I I do agree. Yeah, if you I that happens to me all the time. You see someone out or you know, or like or even like an old friend and you like want to try to avoid him in the grocery store, but you catch their eye and then you like skitter away and you're like, <laughs> and then you're like, that was lame. Why did I just go say hi? It's more awkward now that I didn't say hi. Yeah, just have that courage. What's one athletic feat that you always wish you could do but have never done? Like I always thought it'd be really cool to do like a standing backflip 
Like, I don't know if I want to try it now. And I know I could probably, it's not like it's my impossible. But I've never done it before. You know, doing a, a, like these ninjas do like cartwheels to backhand springs, like to flips and stuff like that. Like, I think that would well, be a cool thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I would love to be able to do that. Like, just all the crazy stuff I saw these people doing last night, but I don't know how to quantify that. Like, it'd be awesome to be really good at parkour, I guess, and be able to run up walls and stuff. It's like but freestyle if it was, walking. Like, yeah, if it was one that I, I actually had to narrow down, like, my whole entire life, I would have loved to do. Dude, dunk a basketball. Oh, yeah. And that's I'll never a great be able one. to do it, ever, obviously. Yeah. Um, that's not happening. Like, it's just not happening, right? And that's kind of sad that... No matter how much I tried, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> Some dreams aren't going to be realized, Travis. Right. And for you, I think this is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> five nine, white, getting older. I uh, could barely ever dunk on like an eight and a half foot rim. Probably not ever going to dunk on a 10 foot rim. Unless I get those shoes. You know, those shoes they had in the 90s. I always wanted to buy a pair of those. The ones... They they had like springs on the front, not really yeah. springs, but you walked on them. They looked futuristic. Were, yeah, they were raised in the front because they're supposed to build up your calf muscles. I always wanted to buy them. They were like 129 bucks, and they always came in my Basketball Digest um, magazine. Like you know, you could buy them, and I just never had 129 bucks when I was a kid. That's what I'm gonna buy myself for my birthday: a pair of training jumping sneakers. Those are good to travel with. I've heard. They're yeah, really, perfect. they pack down really nicely. <laughs> pack down really, really light for when I'm carrying only a carry-on on my chest. I mean, at least yeah. you can jump through security. Maybe you can jump right over the metal detector if you need to. That's... Dude, I guess I should just go to a trampoline park and dunk basketball. I've, ro- I've rolled my basketball hoop over to my trampoline before and dunked on it. It's just not the same, though. Like, people yeah. doing it in real life... Like without a trampoline, that's pretty sweet. Well, if anybody has Photoshop and they want to go on to extrapackofpeanuts.com and grab Travis's picture and Photoshop him into that Air Jordan epic dunk, go right ahead. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Uh, so what was the thing that you said you wanted to do? You Just a backflip. A standing I mean, backflip. Hey. Not just a backflip. I didn't mean it that way. Just a backflip. No, I'm going to change mine to the basketball. I, I, I should have thought of the basketball thing. But no, I, I think some kind of series of gymnastic moves, I think, would be cool. You know, like flipping and jumping and blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're out of time, man. That's 30 minutes. Sh- that flew by. I don't even know what we talked about today, but uh, it was fun. We talk, yeah, it was fun. We talked about... I mean, let's recap real quick. If you're thinking about doing it, just go do it. Beat apathy. The other is, you know, have those 20 seconds of courage. Meet up with people. And by kind of forming a group or, or being around people who are doing what you want to do, you will all rise to the top together. And we've seen that happen in Hollywood, in our own lives, stuff like that. I think those are kind of your three big takeaways. It happens in session. our community, Location Indie, if you want to check it out. Location I-N-D-I-E dot com a community of awesome people that we're loving yeah, well in essence that's why we created it right because we knew that surrounding ourselves with these people would help all of us rise to the top and that's what it has already done we got people doing some crazy stuff in there making tons of money off amazon um fulfillment by amazon stuff people writing books getting published oh man the list goes on and on it's it's awesome people all wanting to level up their life that's like steve's slogan i guess i'm using it i'm brain <laughs> so check it out yeah locationindie.com. guys we're glad you listened to uh, this podcast of course you can subscribe on itunes stitcher 
Jabbercast, whatever, however you're listening to this. Um, and if you want to, tweet us, right, Jay? They can tweet us. I want to know what everyone's athletic ability would be. I feel like if anybody, of- if anybody can dunk a basketball, I want you to tweet, uh, tweet us tweet and a rub picture it. Picture of you doing it. Rub it in. Yeah, or slow mo video on your iPhone <laughs> of you dunking. That would really rub salt in the wind. Oh man, I hope well, I have. What's a- our Twitter at location indie, right? Yes, at location indie. We're not very active on it, but you can have. Yeah, we're, we're we're there. Yeah, you know. Last thing I'll leave you with. You know, once I had a I had a dream where my wife schooled me in basketball, like one on one. She's doing these crossover dribbles, like all these crazy layups. It was so realistic, man. And uh, she's like five foot one. Five foot one blonde in Norwegian. I, it's <laughs> probably reality. She could school oh, you. Oh man! Until next time. Peace. Take care.